right, hello everybody. Welcome to the world's greatest Spider-Man podcast. Here comes the Spider-Cast. I'm your co-host, Mike Allen. As always, I'm joined by... Joshua Mervell. And today we're going to be taking a look at some of the Spider-Man comics from the 1994 animated series. Cartoons. I said comics, but I meant cartoons, yeah. That's right. They're we based gotta... on comics, kind That's of. True. So, That's true. So, if things were not confusing enough already, we are going to review an episode called... Spider-Man Season 5, Episode 2, Six Forgotten Warriors, Chapter 1, Six Forgotten Warriors. So yeah, Josh. Uh, oh, wait, I love. forgot to Are mention. Gonna... Wait a minute. I'm joined by Joshua. Yeah. Did I even announce you yet, Josh? I did. Yeah. Josh is here. But I, I didn't, didn't announce Bex. We didn't announce Bex. Yeah, but he... Yeah, but to be fair, <laughs> skipping me is kind of a bit guest. now, so. <laughs> okay. um, no, we well, dropped that Kevin. bit, but okay, we'll bring it back. Did on. we? Because I still don't feel welcome. <laughs> <laughs> and we're also joined by Kevin Jank for the second time in a row. Kevin Jank. Welcome back. Nice to talk to you guys, Ooh. but Mike Ellen, you're really not. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I think, uh, got him. Also, uh. I think you're uh, approaching a record now because this is your sixth appearance, right? Five yeah, or six. I'm going to never determine which one. Yeah, well, we'll, we'll have to look at the database later, but you might yeah, be approaching I was gonna say, the record. Get out, bring out your spreadsheet and figure it yeah, out. Yeah, that's, okay. like that's a milestone. Sure. Six appearance. Yeah. <laughs> going to make Definitely. good money off that sixth appearance. <laughs> oh, man. But anyway, um, okay, so we are going to talk about this episode, and Josh, you're going to tell us what happened in Yeah, so this is season, season five, episode two, Six Forgotten Warriors, chapter one. <laughs> Six Forgotten Warriors. Yeah. Um, okay, so um, it starts off with this guy. His name is Keen Marlowe. He goes to S.H.I.E.L.D. headquarters and he's talking about how uh, Nick Fury's giving him a job and it's to <laughs> stop this person that is standing in their way from saving the entire universe. <laughs> and that person's name is Aunt May. That's right. <laughs> Aunt May is the key to this all to all of this, apparently. So cut over to uh Russia, I believe, and Silver Sable shows up and she is attacking and capturing a scientist uh who we soon find out from Robbie Robertson and J. Jonah Jameson at the Daily Bugle is this like Evilish scientist that has worked with Nazis in World War II. He's a WW2 enemy scientist. Right. Can't say Nazi I, on a kid's show. It's true. Well, they never say Nazi. Not once. Yeah. Uh, not once. But I think he's a Russian scientist that was coerced into working for the German people. Right. I don't want to besmirch the man's name. Sure. Um, so <laughs> whatever the- it, whatever it is, I don't remember. <laughs> So the bugle is going to run with this story as their like front page story about this scientist that's gone missing or has been like broken out of a prison or something. And then we cut over to Aunt May. She's getting ready to move because she's moving out of her um, her home that Peter grew up in because it's just her there now that Peter has moved out with his now wife, MJ. So she's going to move in with Aunt Anna. Um, and Aunt May has a little bit of an accident as she kind of like gets scared and like faints because she reads the newspaper, uh, headline and we're not really sure why she's scared. 
Uh, and we cut over to Kingpin, and he's doing some evil stuff, and he also wants this scientist after seeing it in the newspaper. So he's putting together the Sinister Six again. Actually, they're called something else in this, uh, like Insidious? the Insidious, Insidious yeah. Six for Twilight some reason. Uh, uh, it has to do with censorship and and the word sinister mm. specifically being not really? okay. Really? Yeah. It has it's to do like with a, what? The censorship. Like, yeah, and it has like the the word sinister. They couldn't use it on a kids' cartoon. Wow. Interesting. <laughs> Something's really stupid. But that how did Mister really Sinister sneak by on the X Men cartoon? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. It's I don't Different know. It's studio? weird. <laughs> yeah. Oh. They're both um, on Fox. You think? Uh, yeah, the censors are the same. I'm going to blame no, Abby Aaron. <laughs> sure. <laughs> so, what else is going on? So, yeah, he's putting together the Sinister Six, and he's putting the Vulture in charge now, who is now young after the events of a few episodes ago that we saw. Uh, we cut back to Peter. He's packing up some stuff from the attic, and he finds passports from his parents uh from a long time ago and he sees through that there are stamps from all over the world on their passport so he's like huh this is strange and then uh keen marlowe shows up at their house while they're packing and kind of invites himself in and they're having tea and aunt may and him are kind of catching up peter doesn't trust him immediately and brings up his parents passports in front of him after saying he doesn't trust this guy Anyways, so then Aunt May's like, oh, Aunt May's kind of like brushing it under the the carpet. Um, What happens next? I don't even know. Uh, Peter goes Well, the old man leaves and Spider-Man follows him. Right. And he hitches a ride on his car. His flying car. Rides in his spaceship back to (laughs) S.H.I.E.L.D. headquarters (laughs) and uh, finds out that Nick Fury knows something about his parents. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that we kind of get this revelation that his parents were Russian spies in the war and that's how they died and Nick Fury says that that's how the legacy is going to end and we're going to keep it that way um, and so then, nobody knows about this in the first place so it's important that they stay traitors except no one in the world knows yeah. traitors. Um, so then the Sinister Six show up because they need to um jail that we need they need to break chameleon out of the shield headquarters because he's the sixth and final members of the uh sinister six that they need um spidey fights them uh they end up flying away chameleon's out and then um yeah i think keen marlowe also kind of tells him a little bit of what happened and this kind of brings them to the point of like him finding out that he was tied in with this like Russian scientist who the one that was captured. So he has the bright idea to leave and go to Russia to figure out what the story is behind his parents and what's going on there. So he goes to the Daily Bugle and he lies about Spider-Man fleeing to Russia to become the the new president of (laughs) Russia to convince J. Jonah Jameson to play pay for his plane ticket to Russia and Robbie Robertson backs him up. Sorry. Kind of loved it. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Robbie Robertson backs him up because he needs to go to Russia for some strange reason too. So the two of them get on to a uh, plane. They go there. Uh, Robbie meets up with. Oh wait. The scientist at some point. Mm -hmm. Right. 
Oh, right, right. I'm sorry. I'm missing a whole thing. Somebody stopped Robbie and gave him like a letter or something to give to the scientist. So that's why Robbie needs to go to Russia as well. So at some point, Robbie sneaks off and Peter thinks this is weird. So so in his Spidey costume, he tails him and he like chases him over to the scientist's uh, uh, place where um, (laughs) where the scientist is then kidnapped by the Silver Sable group and apparently they're supposed to be the good guys but they do leave like a bunch of dynamite to blow up the entire city block and destroy Spider-Man so so they can get away with the scientist and we're left on this cliffhanger of if they're going to survive this explosion or not so Mm. Well, okay, let me just say quickly, uh, I love me some Spidey comics, but this, this, the source of this story, I believe it's Spider-Man Annual number of something or other, by, written by Stan Lee, I think is the worst idea Stan Lee ever had, specifically <laughs> because Peter Parker is supposed to be an everyman, and revealing that his parents are secretly spies, or whatever bullshit the idea was, I think is a huge mistake. Now that being said, I thought the episode was okay. I thought it was fine. Uh, but Kevin Jake, we want to know what you thought. What was your impression of this episode? What'd you think? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll probably in a second you on that one and say it was fine. It's definitely not the best. It's a lot of setup for what's to come. Not a whole lot happens in this one. Um, the, the animation was a little bit stiffer than I remembered, <laughs> especially like when it first came mm. And we see like Keen Marlow getting in the uh, the flying car and going to the hell carrier. Like it was real stiff. Like they barely animated that. It was just a flying car. It didn't seem like it was that complicated, but they didn't put a lot of effort into it. Um, like I thought when the characters were talking, it looked a little bit better, but some of that stuff was just weird. Was yeah, like, is it all going to be like this? Remember, is this the first time you you've reviewed the cartoon with us on Spidercast? Yes. Yeah, it's been a while since I've watched these. Okay, mm-hmm. makes sense. Makes sense. Yeah, the episodes are definitely inconsistent for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I did like that. Uh, that Keen Marlow guy was voiced by Roy Dodgers, I think his name is, who I recognized right away. Okay, been slowly trying to make my way through those. So, recognize the voice right is that? Uh, Keen Marlow. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Yeah, okay. the old man. Yeah, he was also Wesley's dad on an episode of Angel. Okay. Okay. Interesting. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, what else can you say? Are you a fan of this idea that Peter Parker's parents were spies? Not really. I mean, it's one of those ideas that when you first hear about it, it's interesting, but then you think about it more and you're just like, oh, yeah, I don't like this as as much. (laughs) Honestly, I think I like the ultimate Spider-Man version better. Like Peter's parents and the Brocks were together. That honestly super spies. Yes. I mean, I'm sure they could figure out a way to retcon it. I'm surprised they haven't. Like, I actually just found out recently that they retconned the whole Norman Osborne affair with Gwen Stacy. They finally said, Oh, it was just the chameleon tricking Peter Parker. I'm like, thank you. (laughs) No. It was such an easy thing. I don't know why they didn't do it sooner. So the chameleon pretending to be Gwen or Norman? (laughs) <laughs> Good. Whoa, that's a that's a question for another episode. But anyway, <laughs> he had children. <laughs> but they did kind of retcon it in a way that made it even more permanent. 
in Peter Parker's sister that he didn't know about. Is that canon? Yeah. Yeah. Sadly, it is. She's also a spy. Yeah. What's her, what's her <laughs> name? Uh, yeah. Wow, I'm totally behind on this stuff. Um, uh, Bex Luther, what's your impression of this episode? Um, pretty cool. Liked it a lot. Like how the season starts with a wedding, and then we're like, all right, the weirdest, most convoluted story you've ever seen in a kid's show. Let's go. <laughs> Part six. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's... I don't know, it doesn't really say, it doesn't fit in as much as the other kind of episodes do, except for, like, the Kingpin stuff. But season five of this animated show gets fucking wild. So, real fast. Without spoiling too much stuff, but yeah. Um, it was... God, Kingpin sucks so much, eh? <laughs> He's like, not. What he's a, not like the comic book kingpin. That's for sure. No. Well, no. he definitely is kind of like the comic book kingpin in the sense that he knows everything and is boring. That's annoying. Um, yes. Yes. <laughs> I love how he like. He's like, no, you don't understand. We have to get the Camila out of prison because it needs to be six. You don't get it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Just, just have five. <laughs> he's like, and it's the insidious six and Mysterio isn't here anymore so we have to break somebody out of jail they could have found somebody else but it's fine um if they don't break camila out of jail the other episodes don't make sense at the end so it's fine um uh i don't care that peter's parents weren't just regular joe schmoes who died um i do care that it gives peter more reason to be angsty about their death Mm -hmm. um just let let that boy be i think Mm -hmm. but Animated series Peter Parker isn't really angsty. He's just kind of a whiny bitch. <laughs> bad at all. And I'm like, Peter, you're married. I don't know. It's just kind of a, yeah, it's just like a big setup episode, which is strange for like a 20 minute cartoon. But there right. is, what is there? There's five parts, right? And we're only reviewing three. I watched all five. Oh, Because I wanted to see how it ended. Okay. Um, we're going to be Dumb. reviewing those in three weeks, but okay. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, of course. Well, I we're, to see how it we're reviewing the rest of the season. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I'm ready. <laughs> um, I'm going to skip. When it, when it gets to the Secret Wars stuff, I plead the fifth. I am absolutely not. You can't. You're contractually <laughs> obligated. <laughs> no. There might be I a golden refuse. notebook. There's going to be several golden notebooks. <laughs> Yeah, uh, <laughs> I hope so. You know, it was, it was fine. It was at least interesting enough that I wanted to watch the next episode. Sometimes, some of these older cartoons, they really, it's rough to keep your attention. But mm. um, Silver Sable was there. The best yeah. part is the Jay Jonas, the, the Peter convincing him that he has to go to Russia because that Spider Man was... is going to take over the the Kremlin. <laughs> That's the best part yep. of the whole episode. And Robbie's like, yeah, absolutely. And Peter's like, what do you mean, absolutely? That's the best part of the episode for me. <laughs> I have, I can forgive a lot, but that was pushing the limit for me. Like, I could so clearly see the writers just, like, jamming those thoughts into the characters' heads. Like, I thought it was really bad, but whatever. But it makes Joe look acceptable to me. It's always 
I like it. That that part of it worked, yes. Uh, so, Josh, you summarized the episode, but what was your take on the episode overall? Yeah, it was. <laughs> it, uh, it, it's becoming so like the episodes are moving at like such a neck break s- speed. It's wild. It's going like so much is happening. I feel like I don't have any time to like understand what any of the characters are doing, what their motives are. Mm-hmm. I watched three episodes um, just recently. I think it was last night or the night before, and mm-hmm. I couldn't even remember Keen Harlow's uh, Keen Marlowe's name before the episode. I had to look it up. Actually, I, I think I asked Becca what what the character's name was before we started because I couldn't even remember. Right, because right, it was right. all just so. Mm-hmm. I don't know. So I kind of feel about all three of these episodes. It just going off the rails. Yeah, getting a little crazy, and it's not also not like crazy enough for me to be like, "This is wild!" I'm having so much fun at how like insane this episode is getting. Right. It's just like whatever. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Well, okay, with that, uh, I just want to ask one more question, Jank. Um, so, what other 90s cartoons are you familiar with? I'm assuming you've seen Batman, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. All Like uh, X-Men, what about Superman? X-Men, Superman, um, Hulk. I think I watched some of the Iron Man cartoon briefly, but not very much. Okay. Maybe an episode of Fantastic Four here or there. So, where do you rate this Spider-Man cartoon versus all those other ones? Oh, I mean, I love it. This one's probably... Well, I guess Batman's probably number one. Probably have X-Men number two. And then this is right behind. Okay. Yeah, that, that probably... I, tra- I, yeah, that tracks. I mean, I, I do love Superman. Superman was inconsistent, but I did love Superman. Yeah. I mean, it did have Gilbert Gottfried as a... Uh, uh, I, didn't, I didn't like him in that role, but whatever. I can understand uh, this. Yeah. I'm going to have to check this out now. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Josh, I got the Blu-ray box set. It's coming your way, believe me. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Okay, on that note, we are going to jump to the next episode, which is yeah. titled... Hold on here. Let's. Unless, Becca, do you know the title? Oh. Like, oh. Like, it's, uh, it's chapter 2, Unclaimed Legacy. <laughs> Six Forgotten Warriors. Uh, well, yes. I think you mean Season 5, Episode 3, Six Forgotten Warriors, Chapter 2, Unclaimed Legacy. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's what <laughs> I said. Just so the kids know what we're talking about here. Yeah. Okay, so Becca, read the, reading the Wikipedia entry and go. <laughs> uh, right, so this episode starts off with where the last one ended and the Spider-Man saves Robbie from the explosion. And then they they're they're fine, I guess. And the next day, they go to see one of Robbie's friends, who is a police officer in Russia, because Robbie used to work in Russia. They don't mention this again, so it's irrelevant. Mm-hmm. Um, but then up the police chief comes in, and he's like, "Fuck these Americans! Get out of my office!" And they're like, "That was really weird." Um, but before they leave, the guy gives them, like, an address. So they go to this address, and the scientist's daughter lives there. And she recalls when Peter's parents were there trying to get the doomsday device information because they weren't traitors to America. 
they were working for America, pretending to be traitors, working for Germany. Uh, for, anyway, mm-hmm. um, yeah, sure. Uh, so <laughs> the whole time, then Peter's like, "Oh, thank God, my parents aren't traitors to America, because that's the worst thing that they could be." I don't know. Like <laughs> killed. There's like way worse things for your parents to turn out to be. I should know. Um, oh, boy. Just joking. Uh, what else happened in this episode? Right, and then um, the the Ileana, the daughter, she's like, well, before before they died, they gave my dad this box to make sure it got back to America, and it it didn't make it back to America, but it's it's in the floorboards. So she takes the box out. And it's got like the doomsday device plans or whatever in it. And her husband turns around and is like, I'll take these, and, like, points a gun at them. And she's like, what is going on? It's the chameleon actually using his powers for once. Good for him. <laughs> um, so then a chase ensues, and Peter just immediately is Spider-Man and is not caring that anyone notices that, uh, and chases down the chameleon. Um, where do they? Oh, it's a trap, right? It's a trap. Um... And then the Kingpin is like, don't worry, Spider-Man, I'm going to use this doomsday device to become the king of the world. And everyone's like, all right, I guess you went from Kingpin in New York to king of the world. Okay, let's go. Mm -hmm. Um, But then it's a double trap and everyone is kidnapped by Silver Sable. Um, And they all end up in Chernobyl. Because that's the one thing that you know that is in Russia. Right. Um, and it turns out that it's the Red Skull, except it's not, uh, who wanted the Doomsday Plans, but it's his son, who's also the captain of the police, right? It's all the same guy? Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Right. Um, so it's the Red Skull's son, and he used everybody to get the plans, um, and then... He, there's like a big fight, and then he destroys the building, and then they all get out of the building, but Peter saves Silver Sable, because she seems really taken aback that the guy she's been working for is the Red Skull. Figure, maybe you ask a couple, when you're a professional Nazi hunter, maybe ask if your 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 employers are Nazis beforehand, that should be like one of the checkboxes, ma'am. Um, so Peter saves her and the rest of the wild pack, and they, they all escape, and... The kingpins and his boys steal the plane, um, and then that's. It was nice of Silver Sable to just pipe up with like, "Hey, my my employers are the plane over there." Oh, thanks! And then they all run and take it and leave them all behind. (laughs) Maybe you should have said that part quiet. Yeah, don't tell everyone (laughs) that you have a plane. Um, (laughs) And I don't remember how Spider Man and, and. Silver Sable get off out of Chernobyl because the Wikipedia entry just says Spider-Man frees them and they escape. Yeah, it just cuts to the, him being on the plane. They don't even oh, show it. I guess he's right. slowly web-swinging out of there. Right, him and Robbie are just Getting on the all plane. the cancer. And then that's that episode. Yeah, um, probably, yeah. probably <laughs> my least favorite of the three. Yeah. So the last one was actually better than this. Um... I think I think obviously the key problem is the convoluted connection between Russia and Robbie Robertson and everything else, right? Like, because we also have different stories. Like we have the the Peter Parker parents story. Then we have this whatever whatever what are they called the not the 
Insidious, Insidious. Six. And then we also have the Six Warriors. Like, why force these stories together? I don't really know why. So it's probably too many things in one episode or one storyline, right? That's probably one problem. Yeah. Uh, Kevin I, like James, in the, in the, I think in the first episode, there was a line where when Kingpin was putting the Insidious Six back together, he's like, I'm going to assemble my six forgotten warriors, which is weird that he would come up with that same exact name. And, like, how are they forgotten? They attack the city, like, every other week. Who's yeah. forgotten about Yeah. Good point. Good point. Well, because who is the main antagonist in um, season four? It's like, oh, there's a bunch of them. I right? don't even remember like now. Craven, yeah, there's Goblin a bunch. comes Morbius, back, the Lizard, yeah. Prowler. Oh, so it is none of these guys. So maybe they've been forgotten for a season. <laughs> <laughs> Morbius. <laughs> Yeah, it's yeah. kind of hard to talk about this episode because it's kind of the middle chapter, but it's... I mean, I do like the fact that it's it's cool to see them introduce a new element to the cartoon of, like, espionage in World War II. That's cool. I like that. But at the same time, why not just ditch the Kingpin stuff altogether? Why do they have to keep dragging the Kingpin into everything? That's the weirdest decision with this show, too, because at this point in the comics, he was completely completely removed from spider-man and he was a, a daredevil villain so i don't know why uh john semper decided to use the kingpin so much in the show that's one mm -hmm. thing i thought was weird well, if it wasn't for the kingpin they never would have gotten out of there he was the one who finally burst out of his shackles like mm -hmm. spider-man with his super strength couldn't do it the rhino can't do it but this guy who's just you know got tons of muscle he was able to bust like bust free right right uh, Josh, any thoughts on this episode? Uh, <laughs> no. Okay. The, the only thing I could say about it is <laughs> it had probably the only time I've ever laughed out loud in any of three of these episodes is when Silver Sable says, um, well, Kingpin, the reason why I was able to track you down is because somebody on your team is a spy and betrayed you and it like <laughs> zooms in super close onto kingpin's face like within like a couple of frames and he goes what like he just yeah. like screams yeah, yeah. it it was so funny but it's true like it really kingpin should not be here it does not make any sense he he shows up for no reason like you've you've hired six bad guys to go and do this thing for you and you still have to show up and you have to be like oh welcome spider-man to my secret temporary russia base shut up oh my god it's so annoying um yeah this this episode was really rough the fact that they had to have the red skull actually appear instead of just appearing in flashbacks just for just for Kingpin to rip off the mask. It's Red Skull. Actually, it's not really Red Skull. And you rip off the Red Actually, Skull it's mask. it's son. It's crap. That was it's, crap. Are you kidding me? Yeah, there's... Yeah. This is definitely the worst one of the bunch that we've uh, talked about. Possibly the worst one that we've talked about, period. I'm trying to yeah, remember what the yeah. other one was that was yeah. like, really stinky, but... Man, this it one was great. not great. Right. No. No. So, is there anything else to say about this episode? Bex Luther, you got anything else? Uh, season 5 of Spider-Man the Animated Series is just a convoluted mess. 
Um, but I do love it for that. Mm-hmm. But these episodes are not the reason. Nobody, nobody who's a fan of the show is like, oh yeah, the Six Secret Warrior saga. That mm-hmm. was my favorite part of the last season of Spider-Man the Animated Series, where shit hits the fan hard. But no, mm-hmm. we gotta talk about Captain America and some old people for a bit. <laughs> Oh, I can't wait to talk about Backdoor pilot for Captain America. Yeah, speaking of... I guess... I don't think any of us recommend this one, correct? No. Okay. So, yeah, Uh, speaking of... Oh. Oh, Bex Luthor dies. I I don't remember why, but I remember something was funny. Oh, Kingpin, probably. What? Yeah. (laughs) Maybe it was just like the Sinister Six working together and it making no sense. I think I like that. Because like... Why are any of these people together? Like, they don't all have the same motivations. Like, Scorpion's like, I'll do it for the money. But why, oh, Dr. Octopus wouldn't do that. Yeah. Um, I don't... I don't understand. It's just a strange group. Like, the chameleon? I know why the chameleon's there now, but, like... Mm. I don't know. I do yeah. like that they're all... Maybe it's the... And it's a spy? Yeah. <laughs> it's the rhino, damn it! <laughs> he pulled a fast one on all of us. Uh, okay, so I guess we're going to jump to the next one? Yeah. Sure. Let's do it. I will do my best to summarize this episode. It is called Six Foot <laughs> Spider-Man Season 5, Episode 4, Six Forgotten Warriors, Chapter 3, Secrets of the Six. And, um... Okay, hold on a sec here. I'm actually watching, like, I'm, I have the episode on as I'm talking. So, we are back in New York. <laughs> so, it's and... going to be a 20-minute long review. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, summary. Then we're going to review it. So, basically, uh, this is actually, I really like this stuff. So, what's the old man's name at the beginning? I don't remember who it is. But he brings out something to show Peter and Joe Robertson. And it turns out it's Captain America's shield. Oh, yeah. Somebody in the last episode was like, Peter, if you want to know really what happened, you got to talk to this old man. Right. So I don't know his name. That was Robbie. He's Robbie's old professor. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, the Black Marvel sidekick or whatever, right? Yeah. So we flash back. He claims he was his chauffeur. His chauffeur. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. right, right. So we flash (laughs) back. Totally not him. What's that? Totally not him. Yeah. (laughs) So we flash back to the origin of Captain America. We see a slightly different version of Steve Rogers getting his powers. As we know, the comic book, he basically gets, you know, steroids. In this, he walks into like a pool of like chemicals, becomes Captain America. The guy who invented the super soldier formula gets shot by a um, Russian, no, German spy, just like in the comics. And then we find out that... This is where it gets a little bit different. They tried to recreate the super soldier formula, but it didn't quite work. It conveniently gave a bunch of different people different powers. And so we have one (laughs) person who can run really fast, who's called the wizard. Uh, Now help me out if I forget. One person could become lighter, lighter, sorry, lighter than air. Was that Miss America? Yeah, Miss America can fly. Okay. Then... There's... there's the Wizard, Miss America, Destroyer, Thunderer, just, and Black Marvel. And the last three are just like basically strong, right? Destroyer is strong. Thunderer is like Thunder, Sonic yeah. Scream. Yeah. Oh, He's yeah. the one that, that yells. 
That was bad too. That was really bad. Yeah, and so, Black Marvel. Uh, I can't remember what his thing is. I well, think they're both just strength. Yeah, they actually specifically yeah. say the last two were pretty much like Captain America. They kind of like they ran out oh, of ideas oh, because okay. one of the, <laughs> at least one of these characters was create. Two of them were created for the show. I think the Black Marvel and the Thunderer were created by John Semper for the show. So he he didn't get very creative with their powers. Now the other thing they say is that they realize that what was it if they use their powers all the time something bad happens. So then no, they, they, they could just couldn't they couldn't it, their powers would like disappear. So they can only use them for like an hour or a day or whatever and they so they would be gone. They give themselves these rings that mm-hmm. suppress their powers so they can only use them for a limited <laughs> right. amount of time. Which is kind of a cool idea. I don't know, whatever. It's not sure. Bad. And then, um, and then, what happens after that? Oh yeah. So then, after World War II, the group <laughs> breaks up, right? And uh-huh. they go their separate ways. But um, oh, because Captain America gets frozen on ice. I don't even know if they show that. Do they? Maybe no. They he do. gets it's put not in a ice. Yeah, yeah, he doesn't get frozen. Oh, here. he okay. gets sucked into. He he sacrifices himself to destroy Red Skull, and he grabs Red Skull and jumps into a portal. Okay. <laughs> It's that doomsday weapon they keep talking about. It's some like energy stasis field. They right. jump in there and get frozen. I don't know why they like, changed you know, it, but whatever. Energy. Yeah. So the rest of the group, they decide uh, they split up, right? And then the rest of the episode is them trying to find. Is it? I don't even remember what happens. You guys have to jump in and help me now. I'm watching the episode and I still don't remember what happens. <laughs> uh... we, jump, we jump back to the Insidious Six. And they're together with the kingpin. And then we cut over to the wizard and his son. Their house gets broken into by the rhino, right? Yeah. So this doomsday, this doomsday weapon is powered by the five, the, sorry, the six statues. And all of the superheroes, after they've disbanded, kept their statues. So to not activate this doomsday weapon again. So the Sinister Six are now tasked to go and each take one of the superheroes and defeat them so they can take the like statue so that's what we're kind of seeing now at the end of the episode is like the sinister six one by one picking off the bad guys and collecting all of these like totems that will unlock this super weapon that will destroy the entire world so kingpin can use that to become the king of earth stupid um, stupid. <laughs> so anyway, Dumb, so, bad. So, so then, <laughs> so then, just De- destroyer ends up coming back and fighting the shocker, right? With his, I think that's the next episode. I think this episode ends with Peter looking for. Oh no! Someone's fighting the the guy in this. Who's got the striped pants? Is that destroyer? Yeah. Oh yeah, he he shows himself to Spider Man and Mary Jane. Yeah, even though he's an old man. Yeah, <laughs> and like doesn't question that it's spider-man and mary jane because it's not peter <laughs> right yeah and then uh yeah and so he's like flashing back explaining things and then uh I, and then how does this episode end becca oh no you don't remember uh it ends... they fly to space right they fly off <laughs> yeah i think it ends with um, yeah peter and the destroyer, destroyer <laughs> yeah like, saying that they have to find the rest of the team to get their keys right this <laughs> fly off their spaceship that's oh, pretty right, much and it. they lived happily ever after. Yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing. We should say quickly, this idea of this super team is partly inspired by um, the All-Winner Squad, the Liberty Legion, and then the Retcon team, the Invaders. 
And those teams consisted of like, depending on which team it was, either Captain America or the Wizard, Miss America. Um, I think Jack Frost was in one. Submariner was in another. So these are basically Marvel. Wolverine. Oh no! Did, did they retcon him in? That's ridiculous. But we won't even talk yeah. about that. Wolverine's always involved in World War Two, <laughs> right? Yeah. But in the original <laughs> versions, I'm saying it was all the characters mm. I just mentioned, and then they have to retcon it, in and everything's all tied together. Fifty years ago, Han Solo as a kid was in there. I'm sure the Flintstone kids are in there. I'm sure. <laughs> but I personally love, love, love these uh, Golden Age characters that have kind of aged you know that's something alan moore played with in watchmen and i guess john semper was partly inspired by watchmen to do this story of like these superheroes that have grown old and flashing back and showing them all i don't know why he created new characters he could have used all of marvel's characters from that time but whatever but uh, you know not a masterpiece episode but the concept of this i thought was really cool uh kevin jank what do you think of this one Boy, was there a lot of flashbacks. Even, like, at the beginning, it opens with, like, Spider-Man swinging around, flashing back to what story uh, this guy <laughs> told him. It's like you couldn't just do this in normal time. Right. Have him leave after. right. He has to flash back to what happened, like, five minutes ago. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's... Uh, <laughs> it, I did get a laugh when he was, like... He started questioning, like, the wizard. And the guy's like, for his speed, of course. Yes, I noticed <laughs> yeah. that. Yes, yes. Like, <laughs> but... It, you know, but like right, yeah, he exactly. Piss like a man, <laughs> right? But right before that, Spider-Man was like, "Well, the Blue Marvel, the Destroyer," and they expected to be taken seriously. Like, hey, listen, Spider-Man. As soon as you call attention to these names, the whole thing falls apart. So better just not to say anything, right? <laughs> That's true. But anyway, and like Destroyer is fine. I think it's a cool name, actually. Yeah. And like that one works. What was the other ones? Blue Marvel, uh, Thun- Miss America, Black Marvel. <laughs> oh, Black, Black Marvel, 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 Thunder, That's Destroyer, fine. Miss America. Thunder Wizard. is dumb. Wizard's just bad. Wizard Miss is. America's. I'm. I'm glad that they made a joke about Sexist. it. Yes. I'm glad that yeah. they made a joke about. Uh, uh, it was subtle, but I like liked piss. it. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, they're like, this is the piss hero. <laughs> piss hero. <laughs> Miss America's and I a like cool name. How they were like. The wizard, I guess, is like a comic book artist now. Yeah. He's teaching yeah. his son to draw. That's kind of cute. That's I like cool. that scene. He's like, Where's Steve Rogers? Like, the head's too small. He's like, nah, we don't draw comics like you do anymore because it was 94. And I was like, haha, I get, I understand what's going on because it's 90 Spider Man and right. old people like Mike are complaining because yes, me. <laughs> Todd McFarlane's drawing Spider Man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, that was a good joke. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, like things like that. Again, like it's adding a slightly different dimension to the show and introducing these old characters. So I thought that was pretty cool, you know. And and the funny yeah. thing is, because we're reading the comics at the same time, I kind of forgot. Was this the first time we saw Silver Sable? In like part- yes, in the show. I didn't. I was like, oh, yeah. look, she's back. I'm like, nope, this is her first appearance. And then we have seen Captain America before, right? In a flashback? Yeah, I don't think he was... He he himself hasn't shown up, but in okay. flashbacks of people talking about him, I think, but... I think it was Wolverine. <laughs> I don't yeah, know. maybe. That makes sense. Maybe. Uh, okay, yeah, this he episode... Was, he was Logan's backup for a mission. That's right. All. I don't know what episode that is from. Yeah, it's been a while, though, I think. Um, yeah, I don't know. This episode, um, 
I th- they should have made the entire episode a flashback. It should have started with uh, Robbie and Spider, Spider uh, Peter Parker, um, mm-hmm. meeting up with the dude, and then the flashback starts, and they get the whole thing about um, these old superheroes in Captain America and their whole backstory. I actually liked that part of the backstory, and I think it worked the best in this issue out of everything that happened. And if they would have just spent some time, like actually setting up that story of like what happened, what this doomsday device is, why it's there. I think that they could have ended the episode with them cutting out of the flashback. And we see the sinister six being like, we have to find out where these superheroes are so we can steal the totems. And then that's it. Cause that's kind of where we end off this episode anyways. Right? Like Mm -hmm. the totems are all stolen, I think by the end of the episode, but they need to go find the, other superheroes to fight the Sinister Six anyways, right? So if they would have just ended it with like, we need to go find the other superheroes before their totems are gone and uh, to get, you know, to get their help to stop the the Sinister Six, that would have been a really great ending. But um, they really rushed through the flashback to kind of just throw whatever uh, exposition that they possibly could at us all at once so we can get back to present day and see some action with the Sinister Six and see what the fuck the Kingpin is doing again. Um, Yeah, it's it's kind of a bummer this second half of this episode, I think. This is the thing is, I'm like I've said before, I'm also watching Superman at the same time I'm watching Spider-Man, like back and forth. And the one thing Superman does right is each episode stands on its own. Whereas the Spider-Man show, every single episode has the Kingpin or the guy that looks like Two-Face <laughs> or whatever. So it's all one big blur. And even in an episode like this, where they're trying to focus on World War II characters, they still have to force all that stuff in. And like you just said, if it would have taken all that shit out, and like the Sinister Six out, they could have just focused on what the story should have been and just made mm-hmm. it a better episode. Like, do yeah. they really think that viewers are going to turn it off just because they don't see the shocker, you know? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I know I would have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's my boy. <laughs> um, Kevin Jank, are you a big fan of, like, these 1940s superheroes? Uh, I can't say they're my favorites. I mean, if this were a Captain America show, I don't think I would have a problem with it. Uh, in a Spider-Man show, it's not exactly what I'm tuning in for. Sure. Um, <laughs> even though this does have like Spidey villains and stuff in it, it doesn't feel like it's moving the any of their stories along. They're just mm-hmm. kind of hired henchmen and not doing anything that that's who they are. And like Peter Parker just got married. Could we be exploring that a little more instead of just this weird Captain America story? <laughs> yep. Good like, point. I don't know. Uh, not, not best. Uh, interesting. Uh, Bex Luthor, are you familiar with these characters? Like some of these characters? No. No? <laughs> yeah, the, the big wizard fan right here. Um, but, Becca, you say that like it's a joke. Number but one I am a wizard fan. fan. Yeah. Come on. Come on. Yeah, I, I kind of got that vibe. Uh, <laughs> I thought the whole thing was dumb. <laughs> Offended. The whole time, Peter's like, you guys are the real heroes. I was like, shut the fuck. No, they're not. They're useless. They're weighing you down. Go get somebody more useful. They're past their prime. Send them out to pasture. 
Out with the old, in with the new. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like old yeller. You Bring them behind the shed and shoot him in the back of the head, right? <laughs> you can't even see Miss America's boobs. Like, what's the point? <laughs> <laughs> no boob window or anything? Come on. Uh, ew. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's just... The whole... This whole arc for me is just a big, like, nah. <laughs> mm, that's too mm-hmm. bad. Uh, is it? Yeah, because I, I like long... it it's something different. Oh, I, well, I, just wait, you wait. <laughs> yeah, there's lots of different things coming up. No, I, I think that yeah. if they would have focused on one thing, it could have been fine. Like, even if they focused on the Sinister Six going to the these, like, random people and, right. like, attacking them and stealing their totems or whatever, then then we could have been, like, unraveling the story as we're seeing all of these like new characters be introduced or whatever like there's no i don't know i think that they spread themselves too thin again once again in in this episode and um it would have been better if they just committed to either the flashback story and we figure out what's going on or the heroes in present day and what they're up to and like uh seeing them kind of take on this sinister six one by one <sighs> it's funny because I actually like this one more than a lot of the other episodes. Isn't that funny? Um. But it's probably because I just like these characters. Like, I definitely agree that this would have fit better in a Captain America story than in a Spider-Man story. But it's kind of just like a backdoor window kind of way to introduce these characters, right? Mm. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe they didn't And if you, ha- if you hated the, uh, the fact that Peter Parker's parents were S.H.I.E.L.D. agents... What about the revelation in here that, like, Uncle Ben's best friend was a superhero? Right. And he was the one who taught him about what with great power comes great responsibility. Ugh. Like, oh, boy. That was oh, a yeah, George Lucasian moment when Peter was like, that's how <laughs> Ben learned that lesson. You know, like, oh, yeah. come on. That very <laughs> obvious lesson. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Okay, so there you go. We have We have some mixed opinions here. So I guess the... Final question is, Kevin Jank, are you excited to watch more episodes of Spider-Man? <laughs> I, I am. I would probably skip the rest of this arc Ooh. and just go to something else, but I'll go back to like the episodes where they keep talking about the Neogenic Recombinator. Those are my favorites. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Yeah, Those I take days. that. Yeah, over this any day. I guess that's it. Uh, Becca, do you recommend this episode? Well, mostly because I finished watching the arc. Yes. Because okay. the end of this story I is wild. It's it like goes mm. in a direction that you did you would not expect it to go. Interesting. <laughs> and Can't it's wait. funny. Um but I think it might be funny in a way that only I think is funny and enjoy. I think I know what maybe you're it's funny about. in a dumb bad storytelling way mm-hmm. but i like it and i think it's worth it to watch the whole thing just to for all of the payoffs that happened in in later episodes in this season and all of the the plots that never get a conclusion at least this one does awesome okay josh you recommend this episode no very succinct. <laughs> I actually totally do because, again, I love these characters. I love bringing attention to the Wizard and Miss America and in the old Captain America and the Red Skull and all that stuff. So, I, you know, it'd be nice to see them do more with that, but whatever. So, I guess that's it. So, we want to thank Kevin Jank for joining us again. 
Sure. A lot of fun. Yeah, for your wait, officially this has been your fifth episode, so oh, okay. You haven't broken the record since yet. This one started. Yeah, but <laughs> you're on the way to breaking the record. We'll see. Um, yeah, we want to thank Bex Luther for joining us. Yeah, I'm here. Sorry, <laughs> I was low, a little bit low energy, but we just reviewed Black Adam, and oh, Jesus Christ, um, <laughs> took it all out of me. But yeah, it's always great to be here, and of course. When you're like, watch three episodes of a cartoon. I was like, eh, I watched seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can watch them again before we uh, actually do the reviews. I but won't. before you do that, though, <laughs> don't forget we have to get back to the comic book. So be sure to join us next week as we review Web of Spider-Man 55 featuring the showdown with the Lost Lobos brothers. Um, Amazing oh Spider-Man 321, which is part two of the Assassin Nation plot featuring Silver Sable. Part three of the Assassination plot featuring Silver Sable, and then Spectacular Spider-Man 155 featuring Tombstone punching Spider-Man in the face. What? <laughs> yeah, and Josh. When doesn't he? Yeah, thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast. Uh, please leave us a review over on Apple Podcast or uh, leave a comment over on our Facebook or YouTube or Twitter. You can find us anywhere at the Comic Book Syndicate. Um, you can also find everything that we do over at thecomicbooksyndicate.com. Uh, please let us know what you guys think about the podcast and the videos and the comics that we're talking about, or in this case, the cartoons. Uh, yeah, let us know what you guys think, and let's keep that comics conversation going. That's right, and until next Monday, spider friends, go, go for it! it!